Coming up on today's edition of the show, the man you see right there is a preseason All-American. He's a new partner of the Locked On Cougars podcast. That is Clark Barrington. Excited to have him as part of the show. We're going to talk a lot of BYU football with him throughout the upcoming season, but we'll let you get to know him on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Welcome on in to your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. We're very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we talk all things BYU every single weekday right here on this podcast. Uh, You're seeing a man right across from me, virtually right next to me. That is the one, the only, the indomitable Clark Barrington, BYU offensive lineman. Clark, thank you for carving out some time, and thank you for being part of Locked On Cougars. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so Clark, uh, let's kind of intro this. Uh, You and I have known each other for essentially your entire BYU career. There's a unique connection we'll talk about here in a minute that kind of explains the connection that we have. But I was looking at different things, and with name, image, and likeness opportunities out there in the college football realm, I figured, you know what? I want to have some fun with this. So I I reached out to you and said, hey, what's your interest in this? You said, let's do it. It took us a little while to get it all set up, but thank you for uh, being a part of this, and we're going to have you on weekly throughout the upcoming season. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thanks for having me. It, it, it's, it'll be fun, for sure. Yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, so by uh, just the, the background on this, I first was introduced to Clark uh, when you were ho- coming home off of a mission, uh, crazily enough. And tell people where you served your mission. Yeah, so I served um, a mission in Uganda, Kampala mission. So. Okay, so in yeah. the middle of Africa. Like, yep, so, yep. <laughs> uh, and my best friend uh, from high school is a guy named Nicholas Sheminant. His younger brother, Derek, is a guy I've known since Derek was a baby. Like, literally, I've known Derek my yeah. entire life. He came home off of his mission. He was, uh, he was a little further on in his mission. He trained you, right? Was that, is that yep, the case? Yep, he's my trainer, yep. Okay, so he gets home off his mission, and I'm talking to him when he gets home. He's like, hey, uh, there's this kid in my mission that's playing football for BYU. His name's Clark. Uh, you may want to look him up when he gets home. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I can do that. And I, I, I'll admit, I had heard your name in the recruiting sphere uh, when you were coming out of high school and all that. But he's like, hey, you're going to want to get to know this kid, but he's going to be pretty skinny when he gets home. So uh, <laughs> anybody who sees you now, Clark, uh, if they were to have seen you when you got home from your mission, how long have you been home now? Is it four years you've been home? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, four years now. So yeah. uh, explain to people, how, how skinny were you when you got home from Uganda? Sheesh, yeah, it, it, it was uh, kind of a shock on how, how much weight I lost. Uh, I lost 50 pounds when I was out there, so I came back right around 240, 250. Okay. And, and was told I need to get back up to 300 pounds, and so 
ate everything in sight and tried to get back up there. <laughs> and see, and that's when I first met you. I, I think uh, Derek said, hey, he's going to be at, at practice and whatnot. And I, I introduced myself and said, hey, I, my name's Jake. I, I know yeah. Derek Lashemnon. And I remember looking at you and I'm like, he's going to be an offensive lineman for BYU. <laughs> he's really going to have to pack on some weight. And you, you did, yeah. to your credit, you did yep. you did pack on the pounds. Uh, and any of, any, any of our listeners out there, anybody watching this on YouTube or whether they listen to us on the regular podcast side of things, they may not realize what goes into both gaining that weight you guys have to have as offensive linemen and also the second most important thing is maintaining it. So that's kind of where I want to start right. today. Uh, how do you go about that first off, getting up to the requisite weight you guys want to be at? Because you don't want to just eat pizzas and donuts every day because you need to have strength component with all this. For sure. But how do you maintain that? Yeah, you know, it It was It was crazy. It was, it was kind of different probably for me than – than most guys because I did have to gain so much weight so fast. And so I just found that it took really every minute of my day to eat something and, and try to keep it right in in, in the healthier realm. But every now and again, there's, you know, those times you're going to have pizza, you're going to have cookies, you're going to have whatever. And and that's going to help you gain your weight as well. And, And I probably didn't gain the best weight at first, um, but then kind of transition some of that bad weight to good weight in, in building that muscle later on. And, and you know, most of our natural weights aren't this high. And so as offensive linemen, you just need to continue to, to eat a little bit more than than you probably would in normal life and, and try to keep that, that weight up. So, yeah. Okay. And when it comes to playing offensive line, you have to weigh that weight because you're going against yeah. guys your size on the opposing defensive line, if not bigger than you in many circumstances. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so when it comes to your time at BYU so far, are you going into what is your? Would it be will this be your third or fourth year starting at that left guard spot? Be my third. I third. Think. Okay. Third. Well, and that's the thing about it is you have to maintain that. And one thing I've talked with the coaches about, and you can you can help elaborate on this, and I, I kind of want to get your take on this. I, Fessy Satake, for example, we talked to him on Saturday after you guys' scrimmage. He says that we may be the heaviest lifting team in terms of in-season uh, weight training. Uh, how do you feel like that has helped you as an offensive lineman during your career? Yeah, for sure. We take, we take pride in... You know, going going to work every day and, and lifting every day and trying to get bigger and stronger every day, you know, in season and out of season. And so I think it's played a big role, um, you know, in helping me gain strength and then maintain that strength um, throughout the season. And so it, it, I, and I think that's what, what all the guys would, would agree with. So who is OK? And this is just a personal question. Who, in your opinion, is the strongest offensive lineman on this squad? Like weight, weight room wise. Yeah, um, honestly, it's probably Kingsley. Okay. Um, that guy's got, you know, I'm sure he's had to work hard, and, and he just has that natural strength as well, and and he he can throw some weight on, weight around in the weight room. So. Well, that kind of goes back, I think, to what Coach Roderick said. He called him an absolute freak at that offensive tackle position. So I guess that would help explain why he's so good at what he's doing, right? Yeah, yeah. 
All right, Clark, I want to talk a little bit more about your background as an offensive lineman, your time at BYU. We'll get to that here in a moment. I do need to get a word in on one of our sponsors. That's our friends over at Bet Online. They are the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs, my friends. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games right now. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in game betting scores and podcasts they have got you covered top to bottom head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action available today or happening today excuse me that's bet online where the game starts Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I'm excited to be joined by Clark Barrington. He's going to be joining us weekly here on Locked On Cougars. And Clark, I had a conversation. I think this is when you were a freshman uh, with former BYU offensive line coach Eric Mateos. And I know you have a pretty good Mm -hmm. relationship with Coach Mateos. He's now at Baylor. Uh, But he told me, and I don't know, I don't think I'm necessarily breaking any news here, but I remember sitting with him out of the practice field of the student athlete building. You know exactly those benches that they have. Anybody who's been out there knows exactly what I'm talking about. We, we were sitting there. I just completed an interview with him, and then he points at you. He's like, hey, th- that Barrington kid over there, he's going to be a multi-year starter for BYU. And this is before, this is when you were trying to gain weight, trying to get back into shape, all that stuff. And I kind of was like, oh, that's interesting to hear. And to his credit, he nailed it. You are now a multi-year starter for BYU. You're a preseason All-American. So how does it feel to, well, I guess, explain your journey, I guess, first off. Uh, what led you, to, in your opinion, to this point where you have been a multi-year starter and now a preseason All-American? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. To be honest, it's a kind of a road of just grinding away and, and doing the best I can do and and doing the small things right and and just trying to get better every day. Um, I wasn't a highly recruited guy out of high school. Um, and so coming into BYU, I knew that I'd have to work my tail off to, to try to get a starting job. And, and then after that, then, you know, all the guys around me are really good too. And so to keep that job, I have to compete every single week and, and the guys that I've just been surrounded by and, and learning from them and being pushed by them and then pushing myself, um, I, I feel like that's just um, what has led me to where I'm at is just continuing to set goals, probably achieve those goals and, and then set new ones and, and just try to become the best I can become. So. When it, when you said you were pretty lightly recruited out of high school. I, I I know your family a little bit, and your parents are both student athletes. But they they went it was yeah. they went to Arizona, correct? Are they both Wildcats? Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's great. My dad played baseball there, and mm-hmm. my mom played basketball. So. so okay, so they went to Arizona. Why did you pick BYU? Um, honestly, it was one of my biggest offers. Okay. Um, Arizona didn't offer me. I was gonna go where the money was, and so I came on a visit here to BYU. Um, you know, loved Kalani, loved the environment, loved the staff, and and it just felt like the right place. And so that's how I ended up here. And now your brothers on uh, on the in the program with you, yep. Campbell, uh, freshman All American. I just. Yeah. How was it watching him last year? Because he really came into a situation. Harris Lachance gets injured, if I recall correctly, and they they insert him there at that right tackle position, and he goes on to have actually a pretty good season, all things considered. How cool yeah. is that to have your brother on campus with you? Oh man, it's it's so much fun. Um, 
you know, we got to play one year in high school together. And then I left for two years. And, and you know, all I could think about was playing again with him mm-hmm. and, and playing on the same team, be able to hopefully play on the field with him and all that. And so when it happened, it was awesome. Um, it actually happened against USF last year um, was when he got thrown in right there mid-game. And, you know, just be able to look over at the him, just be like, hey, you're good. Like, you know what you're doing. We're, we're going to go out there. We're going to kick some butt. And, you know, we'll be all right. It was just fun to see him grow over the season and, and perform the way he performed. He, he did awesome. So it was, it was cool. And let me ask about this. You kind of mentioned that you like you kind of looked across at him and said, "Hey, you know what? You you you've got this. We can go handle that." Is that kind of the mantra you guys have as offensive linemen, particularly this unit at BYU? Because you seem to be guys who just we just just go out and do your job. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that's just kind of the what'd you say the, the characteristic of an old lineman, right? You know, you're gonna go out there, grind, and and, and handle your job the best you can handle it, and. And I think that's kind of the mentality of the, of the line. It's it's a brotherhood, right? We're we're all have each other's backs, and so many messes up. It's all right. We'll pick them up, and 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 we'll carry them along, or or we'll learn from our mistakes. And and so we're just there to you know provide confidence for for each other, build each other up, and then go handle business as a group. So. You've had the distinct opportunity. Obviously, Brady Christensen is now in the NFL, and you had him at left tackle alongside you early on in your career. And now uh, Blake Freeland appears to be on the same track. He's probably going to the NFL in his own right, and he's at that left tackle position. You talk about guys around you. You also had James Empey at center. You've had Connor Payne next to you at center as well. You say the guys surrounding you are very helpful as an offensive lineman, but what's it been like to have what appears to be two NFL offensive tackles playing to your left side out there at left tackle? Yeah, it, it it's great, right? It's always fun being able to play next to other great players, and you know Brady playing next to Brady and James. Um, you know, it was a great kind of lesson mm-hmm. to learn from them every every play, every snap. Um, being able to to have them instill confidence in me too. You know, especially when I was young, first start or the first first couple starts I had and, and then just, you know, having that confidence in me to, to play well and being able to play, play next to them and now play next to Blake, you know, it's just, it's just fun to be able to be, you know, have confidence in the dude next to you. And, and that's what, you know, lets you play loose and, and lets you play the way that you should. So. I don't think many people realize how uh, how critical working in concert with the five guys on that offensive line is. I, I know that everybody can watch on any given play. Let's say uh, Blake Freeland on a pass set. He's got to drop and he's got to take on a, a defensive end. You've got a nose tackle or defensive tackle. You may be double teaming with the center on. And then over on the right side, they've got two other guys most likely that they're facing. How important is it for you guys as offensive linemen to both be able to communicate up and down that offensive line, but at the same time understand almost uh, without communicating what uh, the what the job that needs to be done is? Yeah, it's 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 super important. Um, you know, the play won't won't go on the way it's supposed to if if we're not all five on the same page, and and let alone all eleven. Right? We we need everybody on the same page to to have a productive productive play and so you know it all starts up front with the communication um you know at the beginning and then making sure we're just all on the same page so we can um carry out carry out the play that that we're supposed the way we're supposed to 
who makes most of the calls on the offensive line? Is it is it Connor or Joe in that center position, or are you guys all responsible? Um, honestly, you know, a lot of the calls come from center, but it's it's kind of crazy how how much we kind of talk back and forth. You know, it's such a short amount of time between yeah. the plays. We're all trying to collect a bunch of different information, as much information as we can, and then we, we we kind of just discuss it honestly pretty quickly, and we're like, yeah, okay, yeah, that that's a good call. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's, let's get on the same page and let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, so like, and help us understand this. I, I I played offensive line. I didn't play past the high school level, and I my my communication on offensive line pales in comparison to what you guys have to process <laughs> on any given play. Explain yeah. and trying. I'm not trying to get you to reveal state secrets here or right, anything right. too deep. But explain how quickly you guys do have to kind of ingest all that information, diagnose yeah. it, and then go when that snap count is called. Right. So, you know, we need to know the front, right? We need to know, you know, try to see what pressures are happening, and and then we make our combo calls, and and then based off of that, there's other calls that are coming in, and and we're all doing that within, you know. 15 seconds trying to just compile all this information in our in our heads and getting ourselves on the same page and and listening to calls that are called and, and the center usually determines you know what, what what's going to happen from there on out and then you know we go with the go with the flow so I also want to talk to you a little bit about your quarterbacks. You had the opportunity to protect Zach Wilson before he went to the NFL with the New York Jets. You now got Jaron Hall behind you. How cool is that mm-hmm. having elite level quarterback play behind you? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, you know, it seems like we have an elite level of play. You know, wherever we're at uh, on the offensive side of the ball and. And it's it's that's just what makes it fun, you know, being able to play with other guys that, that are great, and and um, you know, just seeing them make plays, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes our job as a lineman a little bit easier, and so kind of kind of takes the bad plays of the offensive line and, and turns them into good plays, hopefully every now and again. But uh, no, it's it's a blessing to have them in the backfield, so it, it's fun. Well, and let me, I, I guess I, I can lend some insight on that because if you screw up on, a, on any given play, potentially yourself or another guy on the offensive line, and all of a sudden there is a defensive end crashing down or a linebacker coming on a blitz, a guy like Jaron right. or Zach, they can scoot out of the way, make a play, and all of a sudden it looks like a brilliant, yep. it's like a big play, but you're over there like, hey, exactly. uh, Coach Funk, Coach Mateos, hopefully you didn't see that on film. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Can, and that's the thing about this is I, I think that Anybody who watches a uh, watches a game, more often than not, they're watching the ball, and that that's just natural because you're you're following the action of the football game. But you guys, as offensive linemen, uh, and I, this is kind of an interesting thing. I, I've had people tell me that running quarterbacks and a guy like Jaron can really scoot. We've seen that he's got yep. he's got really good feet running the football. It's both a blessing and a curse as an offensive lineman because you guys try to set your protections and you guys are trying to give him as good a pocket as you possibly can to give allow him to make mm-hmm. plays. But if he happens to feel pressure or decides he needs to, to bail out, it can almost screw you guys up, right? Yeah, yeah, there can there can be there's some there's some give to both both sides, you know. Jaron's really good at, at knowing when he needs to stay in there and, and knowing when he needs to get out and 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 sometimes it can be difficult, but you know, we work with it. 
for sure. <clears throat> All right, I, I want to talk to you about the running backs for a minute. Uh, Chris, Chris Brooks comes in here as a grad transfer running back. You had Tyler Algier in the backfield last year. Uh, when it comes to you guys and running backs, obviously you guys are responsible to open the running lanes for them, and you guys run that wide zone uh, scheme where essentially these running backs are kind of reading off of all y'all's blocks. You're going one way, trying to pick up as many guys as you can, and they kind of read off of that. How... Um, I guess, can you explain the relationship the running backs at BYU have to have with you guys as offensive linemen to understand, hey, we, they're, they're trying to read at the same time that you guys are almost uh, reading the defense as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it's we, we put a lot of a lot of pressure on, on the running backs and making those right reads and right cuts, and and I think it all comes down to just trust, um, you know, them trusting us that that we'll reach a guy or that will get to the play side of the, of the defender and we'll do those things that we're supposed to do. And then them just making their reads off of, off of that. But, you know, it all starts with that trust between the O line and the running backs. And I think, you know, with Tyler, we had it, we had, we had that great last year. You know, and, and we have been able to form a good, good connection with Chris. And, and of course, Peeney's still here mm-hmm. and, and all the other running backs we have in the room, you know, that trust is, is, being strengthened, you know, day by day, and and we're looking pretty good out there. So, uh, one last thing on the personnel front, and then we'll have some fun to wrap up uh, this edition yeah. of Locked On Cougars. But uh, where is Chris different than than a guy like Tyler, and where is he the same? Does that make sense? Yeah, um, you know, I I think there's a lot of a lot of great things that that Chris brings to the table. Um, no, I don't know if I could pinpoint a whole lot of, you know, where they're different, where they're the same. But, you know, one, one thing that he brings to the table is a big body and, and a mindset to, to run through whatever's in front of him. And so, you know, that's that's always a nice thing to have in a back. And and, and a lot of a lot of our backs in, the, in that room have, have that type of mindset. And so it's it's nice when when the running back has a similar mindset to, to what the O-line has. And, and that's what makes things go. So he'll run through people, including yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to be caught in the way. I, I can, I can. Yeah, right. I can, Get out of the way. <laughs> I can guarantee that. All right, we're gonna have some fun here. I got some fun questions. We'll wrap up today's edition with here in just a moment as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Reminder for you guys that the Ultimate College Football Preview is here. It's a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and the Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the upcoming college football season in one spot. Search for the Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, wrapping up this debut edition of... And by the way, Clark, do you have a name that you want to call us? We call it the Clark Barrington Show. The uh, I had one person suggest calling it the Clark Barrington All-American Show. What do you want to call this hey man whatever you want to call it i'm good with okay well okay here's what i'm gonna do should we throw it out we're we're gonna throw out to social media i'm gonna let social media help us out with some ideas here we're gonna call it the clark barrington show for the time being i i think that's a pretty good title but we'll let people have their say on this and if you want to tweet at us let us know Uh, you can find my stuff right down here jacob c hatch on twitter uh that's clark it's actually not his twitter uh handle we haven't got him on twitter yet we'll have to get him on twitter at some point that's his actually his instagram handle you can shoot some uh, notes at him or follow him on instagram (laughs) and let us know what you'd like uh locked on cougars as well on facebook 
Instagram or Twitter. I'd love to hear your guys' suggestions for this. But Clark, I want to finish off with some fun stuff. And this, what we're going to do with this podcast is I want to talk to you about on any given week, the opponent, uh, how things went the previous week. But I also want to have some fun with you because I, I know you have a pretty fun-loving yeah. personality. And this is what an offensive lineman doesn't get to show a lot. Guys like <laughs> guys like Jaron, Chris, Puka, Gunner, they're all the quote-unquote pretty boys that they're in front of the media a whole lot more than you as offensive linemen are. So I'm going to give you your chance to show off a little bit with this podcast. So my first oh, question God. here, and they're not going to be like super personal, but <laughs> I know, I know you're chuckling about this, but when you guys are in the huddle and let's say it's a, a tense moment, you guys are maybe you guys need to drive and get a score and it, there, you can feel the tension in the air. You guys can hit, feel it from the crowd. You can feel it from yourselves, the coaches, all that. Who is the player or players who would walk into the huddle and crack a joke that would maybe uh, calm everything down and kind of just break the ice? Oh gosh! Um, honestly, in the games, I'm not I'm not much of a, a jokester. Okay. Uh, in, in practice, I'll I'll throw some things in there every now and again and, and try to lighten the mood. Um, I'd probably give that to either Puka or probably Jaron. Those okay. guys like to stay light lighthearted and. And so they're, they're they're pretty good at lightening the mood sometimes. So are are they guys that come in and like crack a joke, or are they just coming in and saying, "Hey, dude, this is fun. We're playing football." Like, how do they approach it? Um, I would say they they come in there saying, "You know, this is fun. You know, we're out here doing what we love, and hey, you know, we're we're gonna go out there. We'll do all right, and 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 do our job, and we'll go down and score, or whatever whatever it is." And you know, sometimes Pook will come in, he'll crack a joke every now and again, but. You know, it's it's always a good time when those guys are around for sure. Uh, by the way, how was the dynamic with both Samson and Puka last year? They seem like quite the duo. Yeah. Oh man, uh, it was it was fun. That's for sure. It was it was always a blast on the sideline or wherever they were at. Just just a great time to have those guys out there. So. Uh, Coach Satake has talked about the fact that he wants this to be a player-led program, and you guys, I think, do a very good job of that. And you, as an upperclassman here, kind of one of the, I guess I, I called you an old guy on the offensive line, but you're still you're still a young man relative to yeah. to, 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 to to life experience. But you've you've been playing football yeah. for quite some time at BYU. Uh, when it comes to you guys on the offensive line, do you have a, I guess, a bigger role that you feel like as a as an upperclassman to maybe uh, pass on some of the stuff you were taught as a youngster to guys like your brother Campbell or uh, a guy like Connor who is he's played a lot relative to how young he is in his BYU career. But do you feel right. like do you feel a responsibility to do that? Um, yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know with the the culture of love and learning right we're always trying to pick each other up when times are hard um you know love what we're doing and love doing it with the people we're around and and then also just learning you know every step of the way and and one of the best ways to learn is is um you know teaching others and so that's that's actually a big emphasis and 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 one thing that you know the coaches um kind of push is that that the older guys teach um um the younger guys kind of the scheme the technique and and try to help them um perfect their craft and 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 same with old guy to old guy right we're just always trying to hey you know maybe you could have kicked with a little bit more depth here or thrown your hand better here or gotten your head more play side there and 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 those little things um you know that that is what 
is going to make us better in the long run is, is us helping each other and learning from each other and teaching and coaching each other. So, all right, final thing here, Clark, and we're going to have some different questions on this. And if people want to lob questions at us, we'd love to field them and have you answer them on, on this podcast when you join us each week. But, uh, you obviously you mentioned the fact that in game you're you're a pretty serious player. I had somebody tell me that you you're a guy that in as an offensive guard you essentially are operating within the distance of a phone book and of a phone booth. You have, you have like a th- yeah, yeah. you've got like a three foot by three foot square that you operate in as an offensive guard, and you've got to be tough and nasty in that. And you mentioned the fact that you're not necessarily much of a jokester in game, but when you're not playing the game, when you're away from the field, what is maybe something that you do that, or a talent of yours that somebody may not know about you oh a talent or something um, something you just like to do it and then that'd be a talent something just, i enjoy doing uh-huh um honestly it's just kind of you know playing playing a bunch of different little sports you know whether it be ping pong or pool or basketball or you know whatever board games okay. um you know i i just like to compete in any way possible honestly um whether it be with the with the boys or with my family or you know every sunday night is game night at my parents house and so we're always playing new games just got uh what is it sellers of Catan or something like Uh that is that yeah Yeah, i just got that one so we're getting into that one now and (laughs) so just just doing whatever hanging out with with the boys and with family and and competing in, in any way possible so I know people, I'm, this is the very last question I'm probably going to ask you on this one. Uh, who is the best basketball player along this offensive line unit? I know there are good ballers at other positions, but who's the best basketball player off on the offensive line? Uh, I'd have to give it to Blake. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's a good ball player. There's actually a lot of a lot of good ball players on the O-line, and I would say we would uh, probably run everybody else out of the gym if we had a position, position games first the whole line. <laughs> versus the, the the football team. So the whole line's probably taking that one for sure. Well you guys are just gonna bully everybody out of the way. Let's be real about that. <laughs> and I don't know if we'll make it up we'll, we might have to play half court, but uh We'll, sure. we'll run it. <laughs> well, and I, I remember Blake. He was an, he was an all state basketball player in high school. He didn't play offensive yeah. line until he got to BYU. So I, yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's crazy. And we'll, I want to talk to you more about him. We'll get to that on a future edition because he is one of those guys. I think a lot of BYU fans are intrigued by because yeah, you don't be the type of offensive lineman that he is typically without having never played it. And we can talk about that on right. another edition. But Clark, a huge thank you for joining us here on this debut edition of the Clark Barrington Show. It's gonna be a weekly edition. Uh, throughout the upcoming season with Clark. And like I said, if you guys have questions out there in Cougar Nation that you want us to field and have Clark answer, reach out. And Clark, anything else you'd like to pass along to BYU fans before we go? Um, Not really. Um, Just appreciate you all and, and, and go Cougs. <laughs> All right, we like that. Uh, all right, so big thank you to all of you for tuning in. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to get over and make sure you listen to the Locked On Big 12 channel. Uh, they are your daily source for all things Big 12, where Clark and the BYU Cougars will be playing beginning in 2023. Uh, check that out wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one on YouTube or wherever other podcast provider you happen to use. Until next time, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.